from San Francisco, California, with your host, Ben Kaspik. This is Locked On Giants Baseball. Welcome back to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and I'm thrilled to be with you again today. On the show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, approximately 15 minutes in length. Talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also insightful and easily digestible, easy for everyone to understand. Coming up on today's show, it is a show I did not expect to be doing. We're going to talk about Pablo Sandoval and Hunter Pence, and not in a nostalgic way looking at the glory days of the past, but instead looking ahead to 2020. The Giants have reportedly signed Sandoval to a minor league deal worth $2 million with $750,000 in incentives. So we did a show recently answering a question about Sandoval, and I said that I did not expect him to be back with the Giants at all and also said he may well be out of baseball. But it turns out I was wrong, because apparently there was interest in Sandoval from other teams besides the Giants. And I mean, now that I think about it, it kind of makes sense, given the year that he had in 2019. He definitely had a rebound season with the Giants. He had he ended up hitting 14 home runs in less than 300 plate appearances, with a 507 slugging, 239 isolated power, 23 doubles, and 14 homers in less than 300 plate appearances. He's actually cut his outside the zone swing rate kind of significantly the last two seasons with the Giants, down about four or five percentage points from where it was his entire career basically before that. In other words, he's been more disciplined these last couple of years. And, you know, he was effective in a platoon role and off the bench last season. We talked yesterday about he had the most pinch hit plate appearances for the Giants in 2019, and he actually was incredibly effective in that role. You know, there's talk about how his swing from the right side was improved last year, but I'm still skeptical about it because, you know, he has a long track record of being subpar against left-handed pitchers. And last year's sample was just 52 plate appearances, which we really just can't read into at all. So in his career, he's actually been 20% below average against left-handed pitchers versus 12% above average against right-handed pitchers. So those are pretty dramatic splits. And I think he works better in a platoon role where he can occasionally start at third or first against a right-handed pitcher. But I mean, you, you don't really want to take belt out against a righty. So we were seeing a little bit of platooning with Longoria last season. And I think that if Sandoval's healthy, he did have Tommy John surgery late last season. But the recovery period is shorter for position players than it is for pitchers. So, you know, I actually recall thinking at the time that that was an effective platoon when they were able to start Sandoval at third against righties, and then Longoria was a real threat against lefties off the bench at some point later in the game. So utilizing platoons, if you listen to the show, you know that I'm a huge fan of that. And it just gives you a, a solid bench, and I think that's why their bench was so good last year, was that they were able to get those guys matchups on a consistent basis. So then, you know, Longoria can start against the lefty and then you're able to use 
Sandoval and his well above average offensive numbers against righties off the bench. And I think that he was very effective in that role and he actually did well against lefties too. But, you know, I'm not convinced that that's real at this point, given that it was such a small sample, but he really did hit lefties well. And just watching him, I mean, he hit for some power too against lefties, had a 271 ISO, which was a career best in any single season against left-handed pitching. I definitely have questions about his defense. It doesn't seem to be, you know, it's definitely trending in the wrong direction over the last several seasons. He's probably a below average third baseman at this point. And then he's also not fast at all, which, you know, he's never really been fast, but he's he's definitely slowed down here as he is now entering his age 33 season. But anyway, it's an extremely low risk move. And it's popular with the fans. I think that needs to be emphasized because this is a season the Giants have been criticized by their fans, I think a little bit unfairly, in fact, very unfairly in my opinion. But, you know, someone like Sandoval is very popular with the fans and for good reason. I mean, he's got a great personality and I think it may, you know, I understand wanting A, the production. He was good last season when he was on the field and B, his personality in the clubhouse, I just think, definitely adds something. And it's another connection to the past and helping the, helping Gabe Kapler and the new staff transition forward with a connection to the past that's not just like Ron Wotus. So anyway, he's going to be probably not ready by the start of the season. He's going to come to spring training, you know, similar maybe to Stephen Vogt last year where he was in spring training, couldn't really f- play the field, but but got some at-bats and then continued to rehab once the season started in the minors. And so the Giants can do that with Sandoval. And if he shows that he's healthy and productive, then they'll call him up and and we'll see what happens. So that's not the only person who's a connection to the past that the Giants are in on, apparently. You know, they signed Sandoval, but then there was reports yesterday that they are interested in bringing back Hunter Pence. So this is like, again, totally not what I was expecting to be talking about today, but here we are. So We'll talk about this Pence rumor and, you know, the interesting, very interesting season he had last year in Texas. So that's all coming up next. But first, this spring, follow your favorite baseball teams to Arizona for Cactus League spring training. Amazing weather and landscapes, exciting outdoor adventure, incredible food. Arizona is the perfect home base for baseball fans. 10 stadiums, 15 MLB teams, 75 degree temperatures. All 10 stadiums are in Greater Phoenix within 50 miles, so you can travel with your team and watch them play on the road no matter where they're playing. Arizona is known for its incredible landscapes and thrilling outdoor adventures. Hit the road and explore Arizona's urban centers, ghost towns, artsy communities, and quirky outposts. Check off must-see destinations from your bucket list like the Grand Canyon, Monument Valley, Horseshoe Bend, and Tucson. If you're bringing the kids along, Arizona is a fantastic destination for families. Family-friendly resorts and hotels offer plenty of fun for kids of all ages, from water parks to horseback rides to games and activities. Plan your spring training getaway now at visitarizona.com slash springtraining. All right, here in the second half of the show, we're now going to shift our attention from Pablo Sandoval to Hunter Pence. What a time to be alive. I'd, this is, you know, blast from the past. Hunts, uh, hunts. Pence is... 36 years old. He's going to turn 37 in April. And what's so interesting about Hunter Pence is that he had a monster season last year with the Texas Rangers, limited to just 83 games. He did get injured 
but in those 83 games and about 300 plate appearances. So similar kind of playing time to Sandoval. Sandoval played in more games, but wasn't a starter usually, but similar plate appearance sample. And Pence ended up with 18 home runs and 17 doubles and one triple in those 316 plate appearances, hitting 297 with a 358 on base and 552 slugging, which was 30% above average by weighted runs created plus. Sandoval, by the way, last year was 10% above average by weighted runs created plus. So Pence, it's worth like reiterating because I know this was kind of a discussion in the early part of last year. Giants outfield was struggling yet again. And here's Hunter Pence, whom they let walk and go to Texas having a huge season. But Pence, Hunter Pence was so very bad in the prior two couple of years before his contract expired with the Giants. In 2017, he was 13% below average by weighted runs created plus. The power disappeared. The on-base percentage was below average. And then in 2018, the year that he walked, he was 40% below average offensively with declining defense as well. With a 258 on base percentage and 332 slugging, just a dismal season. So it absolutely made sense that they didn't bring him back. But then he reworked his swing in the offseason, which is, again, something that we have talked about a lot. On this show, it's a super vital part of the modern game and player development, and the Giants are bringing this type of instruction that remade Hunter Pence into a good player again into their major league coaching staff and dugout. So now players like Pence won't have to go seek outside instruction to reinvent themselves. They can they can have that instruction right there in the Giants' dugout with this new coaching staff. So that's that's the point of all this is, you know, these techniques, these new modern approaches to hitting and pitching have been effective sometimes with staggering results. And I think Pence was another example of that last season with the Rangers. Totally revitalized his career, going from 40% below average to 30% above average with huge power, 255 isolated power, 358 on base. According to Fangraphs, 1.8 wins above replacement in just 83 games. So I can understand the Giants being interested in Pence as well as a guy who probably is a pinch hitter against left-handed pitching and occasional spot starter against left-handed pitching. The Giants are still thin in the outfield. To me, it's like their current biggest area of weakness right now is kind of depth in the outfield. I like Yastrzemski. I like Dickerson. I like the idea of Mauricio Dubon playing some center, Yastrzemski playing some center. They seem committed to Jalen Davis getting plenty of at-bats to see if he can unlock his potential. But then after that, with Steven Duggar and Austin Slater potentially as the next guys on the death chart and Chris Shaw maybe as well, that's a little bit of a weak threesome. And you need probably one or two of those guys to make the team to round out your roster. So instead of Duggar and Slater, you could have Pence and one of those two guys. I still think they probably, you know, been talking about making a big upgrade offensively. I'm not sure Hunter Pence is who I had in mind. Although if he can replicate what he did last season, then that would be a huge offensive upgrade. There's just a lot of risk there because he is older and was really declining before the the big breakout in half a season with Texas. But worth pointing out also that the the year from Pence was legitimate and he's still fast. I mean, man, he had 85th percentile sprint speed last season according to baseball savant and 
while he had a weighted on base average of 377, his expected weighted on base average was 358 based on the quality of contact. So he did outperform that a little bit, but 358 is still really good. To put that into context of his previous season, he had a weighted on base average, a dismal one of 255, and the expected weighted on base average was 267. So, you know, he really showed an improvement in the quality of contact last season with Texas. And I don't think it's all about the ballpark. He he did rework his swing and brought different mechanics into the season and it and it paid off in a big way. So again, not the move I would have anticipated that this franchise would be making right now. But seriously, there's a case to be made that these two guys have significant value. And especially looking at their 2019 seasons, there's reason for optimism in 2020 for these two players. I don't think either of them is a long-term piece. So that's that's what makes it a little bit strange. But at the same time, the, the contract for Sandoval and a likely contract for Pence would just be similar in terms of you know, probably probably be one year at a low value. So there's very little risk. If you, you know, if you come across another player who you want to give that playing time to, it's not like you have a huge commitment to these players that keeps you from doing that. So in the meantime, I think they would be an upgrade over what they currently have. And Farhan Zaidi indicated that there was trade interest in Sandoval last season. So it's possible as well that these guys could be flipped at the deadline if the team is not contending and those players are playing well so anyway caught me a little bit off guard but you know we'll continue to talk about the pence rumors and the sandoval signing as the offseason goes along tomorrow will be our weekly q a slash giants mailbag so if you have questions about sandoval or pence or anything else check me out on twitter at ben caspic and we'll get to those tomorrow All right, that's all the time we have for today. To get this show every weekday, you need to hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Really hope you enjoyed today's show. I cannot wait to be with you again tomorrow. And until then, we'll see you next time. 